0: Jim, said I to Boswell one morning as the typewriter began to work, perhaps you can enlighten me on a point concerning which a great many people have questioned me recently. Has golf taken hold of Hades yet? You referred to it some time ago, and I've been wondering ever since if it had become a fad with you. Has it, laughed my visitor, well, I should rather say it had. The fact is, it has been a great boon to the country. You remember my telling you of the projected revolution led by Cromwell, and Caesar, and the others? I do, very well, said I, and I have been intending to ask you how it came out. Oh, everything's as fine and sweet as can be now, rejoined Boswell, somewhat gleefully, and all because of golf. We are all quiet along the sticks now. All animosities are buried in the general love of golf, and every one of us, high or low, autocrat, and revolutionist, is hobnobbing away in peace and happiness on the links. Why, only six weeks ago, Apollyon was for cooking Bonaparte on a waffle iron, and yesterday the two went out to the Cimmerian links together and played a mixed foursome, Bonaparte and Medusa playing against Apollyon and Delilah. Dear me. Really? I cried. That must have been an interesting match. It was, and up to the very last it was nip and tuck between em, said Boswell. Apollyon and Delilah won it with one hole up, and they got that on the put. They'd have half the hole if Medusa's back hair hadn't wiggled loose and bitten her caddy just as she was holing out. It is a remarkable game, said I, there is no sensation in the world quite equal to that which comes to a man's soul when he has hit the ball a solid clip, and sees it sail off through the air towards the green, whizzing musically along like a very bird. True, said Boswell, but I'm rather of the opinion that it's a safer game for shades than for you purely material persons. I don't see why, I answered. It is easy to understand, returned Boswell. For instance, with us there is no resistance when by a mischance we come into unexpected contact with the ball. Take the experience of Diogenes and Solomon at the St. Jonah's Lynx week before last. The wiseman's handicap was on. Diogenes and simple Simon were playing just ahead of Solomon and Montaigne. Solomon was driving in great form. For the first time in his life he seemed able to keep his eye on the ball, and the way he sent it flying through the air was a caution. Diogenes and Simple Simon had both had their second stroke, and Solomon drove off. His ball sailed straight ahead like a missile from a catapult, flew in a line for Diogenes, struck him at the base of his brain, continued on through, and landed on the edge of the green. Mercy! I cried. Didn't it kill him? Of course not, retorted Boswell. You can't kill a shade. Diogenes didn't know he'd been hit, but if that had happened to one of you material golfers there'd have been a sickening end to that tournament. There would, indeed, said I, there isn't much fun in being hit by a golf ball. I can testify to that because I have had the experience and. I called to mind the day at St. Peterkin's when I unconsciously stymied with my material self the celebrated Willie McGuffin, the demon driver from the Hootmon Links, Scotland. MacGuffin made his mark that day if he never did before, and I bear the evidence thereof even now, although the incident took place two years ago, when I did not know enough to keep out of the way of the player who plays so well that he thinks he has a perpetual right-of-way everywhere. What kind of clubs do you Stygians use? I asked. Oh, very much the same kind that you chaps do, returned Boswell. Everybody experiments with new fads, too, just as you do. Old Peter Stavesant, for instance, always drives with his wooden leg and never uses anything else unless he gets a lie where he's got to. His wooden leg? I roared with a laugh. How on earth does he do that? He screws the small end of it into a square block shod like a brassy, explained Boswell, tees up his ball, goes back ten yards, makes a run at it, and kicks the ball pretty nearly out of sight. He can put with it, too, like a dream, swinging it sideways. But he doesn't call that golf, does he? I cried. What is it? demanded Boswell. I should call it football, I said. Not at all, said Boswell. Not a bit of it. He hasn't any foot on that leg, and he has a golf club head with a shaft to it. There isn't any rule which says that the shaft shall not look like an inverted nine-pin, nor do any of the accepted authorities require that the club shall be manipulated by the arms. I admit it's bad form the way he plays, but, as Stavesant himself says, he never did travel on his shape. Suppose he gets a cuppy lie? I asked— very much interested at the first news from Hades of the famous old Dutchman. Oh, he does one of two things, said Boswell. He stubs it out with his toe, or goes back and plays two more. Munchausen plays a good game too. He beat the Colonel forty-seven straight holes last Wednesday, and all Hades has been talking about it ever since. Who is the Colonel? I asked, innocently. Bogie, returned Boswell. Didn't you ever hear of Colonel Bogie? Of course, I replied, but I always supposed Bogey was an imaginary opponent, not a real one. So he is, said Boswell. Then you mean? I mean that Munchausen beat him 47 up, said Boswell. Were there any witnesses? I demanded, for I had little faith in Munchausen's regard for the eternal verities among which a golf card must be numbered if the game is to survive. Yes, a hundred, said Boswell. There was only one trouble with M. Here the great biographer laughed. They were all imaginary, like the colonel. And Munchausen's score? I queried. The same, naturally. But it makes him kingpin in golf circles just the same, because nobody can go back on his logic, said Boswell. Munchausen reasoned it out very logically indeed, and largely, he said, to protect his own reputation. Here is an imaginary warrior, said he, who makes a bully, but wholly imaginary, score at golf. He sends me an imaginary challenge to play him 47 holes. I accept, Not so much because I consider myself a golfer as because I am an imaginer if there is such a word. Ask Dr. Johnson, said I, a little sarcastically. I always grow sarcastic when golf is mentioned. Dr. Johnson B began Boswell. Boswell. I remonstrated. Dr. Johnson be it, I was about to say, clicked the typewriter, suavely but the ink was thick and inclined to spread. Munchausen felt that Bogie was encroaching on his preserve as a man with an imagination. I have always considered Colonel Bogie a liar, said I, he joins all the clubs and puts up an ideal score before he has played over the links. That isn't the point at all, said Boswell. Golfers don't lie. Realists don't lie. Nobody in polite or say, rather, accepted society lies. They all imagine. Munchausen realizes that he has only one claim to recognition, and that is based entirely upon his imagination. So when the imaginary Colonel Bogie sent him an imaginary challenge to play him 47 holes at golf. Why 47? I asked. An imaginary number, explained Boswell don't interrupt. As I say, when the imaginary colonel. I must interrupt, said I, what was he colonel of? A regiment of perfect caddies, said Boswell. Ah, I see, I replied. Imaginary in his command. There isn't one perfect caddy, much less a regiment of the little reprobates. You are wrong there, said Boswell. You don't know how to produce a good caddy, but good caddies can be made. How? I cried, for I have suffered. I'll have the plan patented. Take a flexible brassy, and at the ninth hole, if they deserve it, give them eighteen strokes across the legs with all your strength, said Boswell. But, as I said before, don't interrupt. I haven't much time left to talk with you. But I must ask one more question, I put in— for I was growing excited over a new idea. You say give them eighteen strokes across the legs. Across whose legs? Yours, replied Boswell. Just take your caddy up, place him across your knees, and spank him with your brassy. Spank isn't a good golf term, but it is good enough for the average caddy, in fact, it will do him good. Go on, said I, with a mental resolve to adopt his prescription. Well, said Boswell, Munchausen, having received an imaginary challenge from an imaginary opponent, accepted. He went out to the links with an imaginary ball, an imaginary bagful of fanciful clubs, and licked the imaginary life out of the colonel. Still, I don't see, said I, somewhat jealously, perhaps, how that makes him kingpin in golf circles. Where did he play? On imaginary links, said Boswell. Poe. I ejaculated. Don't sneer, said Boswell. You know yourself that the links you imagine are far better than any others. What is Munchausen's strongest point? I asked, seeing that there was no arguing with the man driving, approaching, or putting. None of the three. He cannot put— He fuzzles every drive, and at approaching he's a consummate ass, said Boswell. Then what can he do? I cried. Count, said Boswell. Haven't you learned that yet? You can spend hours learning how to drive, weeks to approach, and months to put. But if you want to win you must know how to count. I was silent, and for the first time in my life I realized that Munchausen was not so very different from certain golfers I have met in my short day as a golfiac, and then Boswell put in. You see, it isn't lofting or driving that wins, he continued. Cups aren't one on putting or approaching. It's the man who puts in the best card who becomes the champion. I am afraid you are right, I said, sadly but I am sorry to find that Hades is as badly off as we mortals in that matter. Golf, sir, retorted Boswell, sententiously, is the same everywhere, and that which is dome in our world is directly in line with what is developed in yours. I'm sorry for Hades, said I, but to continue about golf do the ladies play much on your links? Well, rather, returned Boswell, and it's rather amusing to watch them at it, too. Xantippe with her Greek clothes finds it rather difficult, but for rare sport you ought to see Queen Elizabeth trying to keep her eye on the ball over her ruff. It really is one of the finest spectacles you ever saw.